65 to 70 percent of college graduates leave school with debt, owing on average close to $30,000. In Minnesota, that number tends to be even higher. If you're one of the 45 million Americans who owe that student loan debt, you'll want to join us today to hear from Shannon Doyle, Program Manager with LSS Financial and uh, Certified Student Loan Repayment Counselor. Good morning, Shannon. Good morning, Travis. Thank you for having me here. What role does Lutheran Social Services play when it comes with student loan debt? LSS Financial Counseling provides free one-on-one counseling to help student borrowers understand their payment options. Uh, and if, excuse me, if somebody is working through, uh, maybe if they've fallen behind on their payments or they've defaulted on a loan, we help them figure out how to get things back on track. Student loans are one of the very few kinds of personal debt that can't be wiped out through bankruptcy. <laughs> What are some of the consequences to defaulting or or falling back on those loans? Default on a federal student loan can have some pretty long-term consequences. Uh, Both private and federal student loans will um, uh, impact your credit, of course, if you're behind and have late payments. A federal student loan, even though it may fall off of your credit report after seven years if you're defaulted, they do not have a statute of limitations, so that loan can follow you into retirement. So the federal government has the power to collect on defaulted federal student loans for as long as you're alive. They can recapture tax refunds, they can recapture um, social security benefits, they can even uh, garnish your wages without having to sue you or take you to court. So before we get to the point where that's in play, what are some ideas for people just getting into higher education, maybe even before they've taken out loans, or maybe they're just starting to need to repay them? What are some tips on staying ahead of the game with this. Pay attention to how much you're borrowing. You know, it's really easy to get that financial aid award every year and not really think about the fact that that bill is going to come due once you graduate. So I always recommend to students who are still in college and borrowing to keep a record of what they're borrowing, who they're borrowing from. You know, is it a federal loan or is it a private loan? And really try as hard as you can to not borrow more than what you can expect to make in a year in your first year out of college. That's a pretty solid rule of thumb for people to follow. And then if somebody's about to go into repayment, take a look at their options. If they're confused by what payment option might be best for them with federal student loans, there's about five to six different repayment options. One of our counselors can help them figure out what the best long-term plan is for them. Uh, We can also help people understand how to qualify for public service loan forgiveness uh, if they are working for a government or nonprofit organization. So let's talk about that public service loan forgiveness. I assume Mm -hmm. that you've got to make a decision on repayment plans that fit the forgiveness plan, right? There's some interplay between the uh, the repayment that you choose and the ability to participate in that program. That's absolutely right, Travis. So it's important for people to understand that to qualify for public service loan forgiveness, you don't qualify until you've made 120 on-time payments but those payments have to be qualifying payments. What makes them a qualifying payment is, well, first of all, you have to be working for a qualifying employer, which is any government agency at any level or a 501c3 nonprofit. There are some other nonprofits that also 
are eligible, um, but they're a little less uh, a little less well defined than the 501c3. Um, so you have to have the qualifying employer. You do have to be working full time, whatever your employer considers full time, or at least 30 hours on average a week. And then you have to have qualifying loans, which are direct federal loans. And you have to be in a qualifying payment plan, which is any of the income driven repayment plans. Now, during the coronavirus crisis, have there been some effects to, especially to, to federally guaranteed student loans? Are, are those payments being suspended for some folks? Yeah. So last spring, Congress passed the CARES Act, and that paused all payments for federal student loans and brought interest down to 0% uh, starting March 13th of this year. Originally, it was meant to expire in September uh, of this year. However, uh, the president signed an executive order that extended that pause of payments through December 31st while still having just the 0% interest. So that affects people who have federally held student loans. Okay. But it's important for people to stay tuned because right now Congress is talking about extending that forbearance into 2021 and in the heroes act that the house passed they uh have a provision in there to also extend the pause in payments to those who have the old ffel loans as well if a loan holder chose to make payments during this period would they be able to apply all of that payment to the principal on the loan given the zero percent current rate Yes, and that is a fantastic idea. Although I like to tell my clients that there's a hierarchy of what you would want to do with that money. So if you can still afford the payments, first of all, I encourage everyone to have a minimal amount in savings, somewhere between $500 to $1,000. Surprisingly, over half of Americans don't have even that much in savings. So the priority I would tell people is first get at least $500 to $1,000 in savings, and then um, if you have a private loan that's still still accruing interest and you're struggling to make that, your money may be better used going towards a private student loan to get that paid down more quickly since there's really no negative effect to the federal student loan being paused. If you don't have a private student loan and you do have $500 to $1,000 in savings, then I would say yes, put all extra money or continue making your payment towards that federal student loan to reduce the principal so you pay less interest over time. Shannon Doyle is with LSS Financial Counseling, and uh, you offer a number of services for people dealing with student loans or a long list of personal financial issues. How do people access them and what does it cost? Oh, thank you for asking that, Travis. Yes, um, our services are free to the public. Um, LSS Financial Counseling was awarded funding through the Office of Higher Education to provide our one-on-one -on -one student loan repayment counseling. So we are able to work with all Minnesota residents with student loan debt, regardless of where they went to school. Um, and uh, to access our services, people can call 888 577 2227, or they can check out our website at lssmn.org slash financial counseling. Shannon Doyle, lots of enlightening information here. Thanks for sharing and thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you.